This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step, and this is Limit Up. This is where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. Well, today I am joined with John Hoagland, a.k.a. Hogue, one of our well-respected performance coaches and host of the Market Forecast. Hello, John. Hello, Eddie. How are you? I am very fine, and uh, you, sir? I'm good? very good. I'm very excited about this this you, podcast. You know, this podcast, um, it, not only uh, an educator, psychologist, but a very good friend. And, John, honestly, it's, it's great to have you here for our Randy Hall interview. You know, I, I think over the years of having Randy visit and talk to our traders, I myself develop some valuable mindset traits that I share with more and more people that I talk to uh, that are looking to succeed mentally in trading. Yeah, uh, Randy is certainly a very valuable guy to have had around for the years that we've had him. And uh, I know I've learned a lot from him. You've learned a lot from him and everybody that's listened to him and, and you know, people that have had the opportunity to talk to us. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of speak the same language. I think it's a, uh, it's a, uh, he's very, very great guy to have around. I'm very excited for this podcast. All right. You know what, John, let us wait no longer. Let's get right into it. So for those listening, sit back, close your eyes and enjoy the interview with Randy Howell. Randy Hall is both a licensed therapist and performance coach. His work is grounded in neurobiology of emotional intelligence, mindfulness, and accessing and developing hidden potentials that allow traders to redevelop their beliefs that they are projecting upon the markets. What he teaches is that emotions can be harnessed so that the trader engages effectively the stress and challenges found in trading. Would you please welcome Randy Hall. Hello, Randy. Hello and welcome and thank you very much. I've I'm, I've been looking forward to this. It's always fun to to work with you. Very nice to have you, uh, Randy. Fantastic educator, fantastic therapist, and a super friend. A super friend. Wait a minute. That's Batman, Aquaman, and yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. super friends. Well, you know what you should. We don't need to go flying around the sky. You, know? <laughs> no, you should probably be one of those because uh, what you bring to the table is uh, phenomenal. Now. Randy, if you can, I, I just sort of ran a quick bio on uh, what you share with traders and uh, your your views. And can you sort of add to that? And then we'll get into the uh, the interview. Yeah, I think ultimately what I do is, I, first of all, I define myself as a teacher. But the major thing, the major problem that I see in trading is that traders, <clears throat> human beings, will bring a particular mindset to trading that they're just so used to. They think, all I'm going to have to do is I'm going to learn this stuff, and I'm, I'm going to become a successful trader. And what they don't realize is that biology is totally set against them. And the brain that you bring, that the mind emerges from, that you bring to trading, if you were to think of the antithesis of what it was designed for, would be trading. It wants it literally wants to control outcome. It wants to predict the outcome, and it will. And wants to be right. And it, right. that's evolutionary. It worked really well. But the thing is, is what traders do is they run into trading, and suddenly it's a completely different world. 
And they don't recognize that uh, you can't use the default programming that you came stock with. You're going to have to go in and do a good bit of reprogramming of how you emotionally respond to uncertainty. Because otherwise, uh, the, what you've done and other times in your life, when you bring it to trading, it's counterproductive. And it, the, what I really do is I teach people how to regulate the emotion and to understand what the emotion is really doing and how to not have freedom from emotion, but to have freedom of emotion, saying that I know that I'm going to be engaging uh, uncertainty and I need to be able to build a mindset from emotional uh, footing that allows me to engage uncertainty without triggering the fight-flight response that nature has given us. That's so, what I do. So so basically, uh, most of the traders are walking through uh, a very dark forest, not knowing what the next step is. But with the help of what you're, you're talking about and projecting is, I can walk through that forest with confidence and know where I'm going, even though it is pitch black. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like it's like walking into a minefield and not having not comprehending what you're walking into. Right. You walk in there, you walk in there with a plan and a way to manage yourself. And you, you don't, you know, most people, what they do is they go nuts. They, they start realizing any step I take is going to be is going to blow me up. And ultimately, what you have to learn, learn is now you calm yourself down. You put on a different, not a frightened mind, but you you end up with a very deliberate impartial mind that sees reality very differently than the again the mind that you brought there and that's the big problem with traders is they don't understand that the old mind just is not going to work no matter how effective it was it's just not built for the conditions of the of the trading universe right. and it, you can learn you can redesign the you know basically the way your biology responds and hence the way your mind responds, but um, it's not its not natural. I can tell you that. It's not natural in the way that human beings have evolved to, to work within uh, work envir environments, but it can be done. And, but very few people, very few people choose to say, you know, something I realize that what's wrong here is the way my mindset's engaging uncertainty. I need to change that so I can use all this knowledge I've developed, so I can use all this platform and all the systems I have so that I can actually use it under the conditions of trading, of, of the randomness, the uncertainty of trading. Right. And it, it, like I said, it takes work, but it's a lot better than the alternative so, of blowing yourself up. You work with a lot of different traders, retail traders, proprietary mm -hmm. traders, professional traders, portfolio managers, fund managers. Um, you, you basically hit all of these. I mean, from one degree to another. Now, what I wanted to talk about here uh, in this interview is how a mind needs to adjust seasonally in trading. Now, we're just sort of coming out of the summer trade and you know, working on the trading floor for over 25 years. Summertime, we know, at least you know, my education and, and my experience is that uh, traders, you know, they, they tend vacation time, um, the volume is is low. I know we're seeing some volume and some good action here in some of these markets, but mentality-wise is what I'm talking about, and the mentality-wise is what's driving these markets. So yeah. what I wanted to ask you is preparation. Now, uh, 
summertime, summertime coming in. Um, these, like I mentioned just a little while ago, these markets are different from what we had before. It is the market evolution. These, these markets are evolving, changing. And the thing is, they've been forever changing. But now that we're more focused on uh, electronic online trading, um, these are really different. So, Randy, what I want to ask you is you give us a little insight on starting the day, preparing yourself, coming to this different seasonal change in trading. It starts with, first of all, just and think about it. We talk about the slowdown. In Europe, they take the whole month of August off. So, you know, everything kind of slows down and it cranks up. And the key is, is the very first thing that traders don't do is they don't prepare their mind for the day or the situation at all. And what's happened in the summer, you, you kind of you get lulled into a particular think, a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And they're not ready when things kick in. And, you know, we would actually call that, uh, you know, you need to prepare for what's coming. We actually, that, there's actually a term for that called stress inoculation is ultimately the brain has, has wired pattern and has become familiar with a particular speed. And then all of a sudden when you hit September and it kicks in, it's suddenly, it's operating at a different speed. Your brain's not used to it. It becomes hypersensitive and it's much more sensitive to trigger to fight flight. The key is in anticipating it. First of all, you literally actually acknowledge that, okay, things are going to start kicking in, volume's probably going to kick in, and yes, it's evolving. I need to stay with it, and I, I need to attune myself to what I see going on in the markets. And in that attunement, and that's what actually I teach that, you know, what a trader needs to be doing about the first 15 minutes he's in the game is he needs to be attuning to the markets. He doesn't need to be trading. He needs to be acclimating himself to the markets. Randy, let me ask you, how would how would that begin? What does a trader need to do to to remind himself, this is what I need to do first? Well, I would actually say that's training because it doesn't necessarily – I know a lot of people who write out a process, and I, I actually teach a process of what what are you going to do when you, when you wake up, when you start preparing for that day, is that the very first thing is you prepare the mind for that day. You start saying, you know, really, am, is there anything, do I feel anxiety in me? And a lot of traders, if they were, particularly retail traders, if they were honest, they would say that they already have a sense of dread before they ever get near their trading room. And the key is, is to ignore that and to push it aside and to pretend it's not there or it's going to get better. The butterflies are going to go away is just the kiss of death. And what you're doing, you're saying, oh, I have this sense of anxiety. I have this sense of foreboding. Or I have this sense of excitement, okay? What you're doing, you're saying, are those the emotional states that I want? You know, basically your mindset's rooted in the emotions that are being done. And if you have a fearful or an excited mindset, you're setting yourself up. So the first thing you're doing is you're looking, you're going, what if I got here today and how do I need to fine tune it? And everybody would think, well, why shouldn't you be excited about the day? Because excitement is what we call euphoria in psychology. And it produces a mind that you think the good times are going to happen and just go on forever, and you get excited, and you're a sitting duck for overtrading or jumping into trades and stuff like that. If you, it's easy to see. Well, you know, if I'm having a fear, if I'm finding anxiety there, I need to learn how to manage it. I need to say, what in the world's going on here? 
what what what's producing the anxiety and that becomes really one of the big things is you calm that anxiety or the excitement down so that you're in a zone and and literally you can see it on a physiological scale i'll train my traders where they're they're using they're using a heart monitor that wraps around your chest not around not on your arm and we've defined a particular band that says this is the physiological arousal based on heartbeat that produces the state of mind that is that is ready to perform in trading. We know that if it gets too high, you know, you're too excited or you're too fearful and you have to calm it down and you have to start saying, what's this about? Is this excitement or is this or this is fear? And you, you get to the root of it, you turn toward that fear, you turn toward that excitement, you calm it down to so it's within a particular area. And that's where you're going, okay, now I've got my mind right. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my charting, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a feel of the markets. And, and when you're doing that, you know, a lot of people just simply sit, watch, breathe, and they relax themselves, and they just allow themselves to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to acclimate to what's going on. Is this a, you know, is this, is the, this day's got high volume? Is, is, you know, is it just sitting around? Or what's the market doing and what, what am I responding to it? So part of it is just letting your body just get used to what's going on in the market that day. And the other is that you as a trader is what I would call the observer are saying, you know something, what I need to do is I need to produce one particular state of mind. And I would call that discipline and partiality. Yeah. Randy, can you break that down? Explain that a little bit more. The discipline and partiality? Please. Discipline and partiality, if um, basically the default programming that your brain comes to trading with is it's looking for a problem. Now, it's, it's built that way from the African savannas forward. And what you're saying is, so, okay, so it's actually survival instinct oriented. That's what's operating in the background. And it's going to find reasons to be to find danger. It's that's just then boy trading is being that's an uncertainty. But you're beginning to say what what mind actually needs to be present to engage uncertainty. And if you understand that mind comes forward out of emotion, you know another way of saying that is your thinking is all emotional state dependent, and you're asking the question what is the optimum emotional state cocktail that produces the mind that can engage uncertainty and it just so happens it's rooted in discipline and not discipline like tough guy but discipline like being able to maintain order under pressure that's the way i define that's the way i define discipline and you're you're getting to a point where you're going okay i'm going to find that place where i know there's going to be pressure it's not like it's going to be a cakewalk i'm i'm going to i'm going to see the pressure and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to still myself and ready myself to be able to maintain order under pressure. When you do that, and then you calm, and again, you're looking at it and saying, hey, the first thing I need to do is I need to check inside to see if everything's all right. And most people really need to manage either their excitement or their fear. And I would call that calming the orphan down. Can you explain that, calming the orphan? Calming the orphan. Okay. What I call orphan is a Jungian archetypal term for basically your presence of fear, uh, it would, you know, from an anatomical standpoint, it would be your amygdala. That's a part of the brain that controls uh, fundamental emotions, particularly fear and anger. 
and you're and you're saying, is it excited? Okay. Is it fearful? Is it looking at the uncertainty going, oh my God, it's uncertain. What if I lose? And if you're if you're a trader who trades not to lose, you're you've already you're already seeing that you have a fear base to the way you're going to build that mind. And what you're doing is you're saying, Oh, there it is. It's try it's trying trying deeply not to lose. And you're saying, I need to I need to calm that down before it infests the mind that I engage uncertainty with. So you're sitting there and you're going, okay, first of all, your mind needs to be disciplined, not fear-based. It needs to be talking, thinking about performance rather than outcome. And that's a big deal is that you don't control outcome. You control the mind that you bring to the moment of performance. And you're saying, if I accept and can calm down that, when I engage in certainty, I'm not really in control. That's an illusion. I, I don't, and I'm, I'm letting go of the illusion and control. But what I can control is, again, that mind. I need to calm the fear down, and in its place, I need to be able to conjure up, develop as a skill, this emotional state called discipline and also impartiality. And I define impartiality as the ability to think clearly. Which is exactly what a trader needs. You know, he needs to be yeah. a think clearly, yeah. make decisions, and basically, he's making the best decision with the best information he knows how to make. Mm -hmm. And then the impartiality kicks in. That's all you can control. Now, Randy, you know, you made me aware of how important mindset is. Now, I've known you for a few years, uh, probably more than a few years, and uh, you know, that that was something that I learned many years ago. But didn't realize that I learned it. And now, right. as I do the broadcast and podcast, that, you know, I, I want traders to be aware that it's, it's so very important that you have the correct mental equipment for each and every day. And, and every day is different. It's not you're going to bring uh, bring the same um, mental capacity, the mental equipment, the, me the mental thought, the mindset, the same one to each and every day. I mean, there might be some basics that you sort of go through your checklist. Okay, I need to, uh, you know, am I am I thinking straight? Am I focused? Um, you know, uh, have, am I rested? Um, you know, do I feel yeah. alive? You know, am I aware? And then, you know, there's, like I mentioned, mental equipment. Um, you know, there's different markets, different trends, different days, different movements, different um, throughout the week. Now, you can sort of plan looking at an eco calendar or finding out um, what, uh, you know, what officers are meeting, uh, if, if, if OPEC is meeting, if the Bank of Canada is meeting, if, there's a, if the Fed is coming in. Now, how would somebody uh, be able to uh, lock in if they're prepared for a certain type of day, let's say it's it's a Tuesday, uh, there's really nothing going on. I, I've got just some minor economic numbers. Um, as far as any banks speaking, no heads of banks, no uh, OPEC's pretty quiet today. Uh, and then I pro, you know, I I, I I prepare my mental game for those. Uh, for those terms. Now, let's just say throughout the day, all of a sudden, the market completely changes. The president tweeted something that uh, is is scrambling the markets. Now the banks are moving. We got stocks moving. All of a sudden, OPEC comes in. What would you tell somebody or suggest to somebody 
how to focus, how to fine-tune to get them on track for that type of change? Well, first of all, it would depend on um, where in their journey into trading the trader is. I mean, I know guys who would look at that and say, what a great opportunity, okay? Sure. And I also know a lot of guys who would look at that and, and it would intimidate them. You know, all of a sudden you're confronting the brain with something that you're, you know, you're not anticipating. Right. And if you jump, and if you jump into that, uh, you're asking for a lot of trouble. The main thing, my response is step back. Uh, Now, now some of us, some of us would step back. That's probably the smartest, the smartest action for that type of market. But then some of us, like you mentioned, are just waiting, waiting for that moment and saying, hey, all right, time to change gears. Yeah, it's the um, you know, it's interesting, Eddie. Uh, later, and as my work progresses with a person, we actually get to something that's called Chapter Eight in my work, and you are literally learning how to change the mind that you're in in a single breath. Okay, and really great traders come stock with something like that, where you know they, the thing is when they see dramatic change. They have trained themselves over time. They've inoculated themselves over time to say, I've seen this many times before. I don't have to get wiped out by it. I can see the opportunity in right. it. And for those guys, that is so great. Uh, I, I've worked with a, particularly on portfolio management where the guys are taking advantage of situations like that. And their whole setup was to actually to, to grab stuff like that and to use it. However, back on back on the area of where you have a let's just say a retail trader where you're walking in and you're still you know, you're still training that brain of yours uh, to accept uncertainty with with comfort. Okay? Mm-hmm. And suddenly an atomic bomb goes off. Well, the first thing here is step back and you know, get yourself get yourself calm again. Again, you attune to that market. And the thing is, is yeah, there's going to be somebody that says, well, there's really big opportunity. You need to be jumping into this. Well, what happens? I'm, what I would say at that particular moment is that, well, you know, it's opportunity if your head's straight, but there's, if your head's not straight, if you don't have this discipline impartiality and you walk into that, you're walking into the minefield. Right. And I, I know, I know traders who, you know, they, they have a, they have a set – they're looking for certain kinds of environments to work in, and when they see something like that, they simply back out because they know that they know that their trader's psychology simply isn't capable of operating effectively in that environment. And I want to tell you something. I, I, I honor those guys. They know themselves, and they, they know that they're not going to push their brain and their mind to, um, to new heights. That's that's where their comfort is, but the the very first thing is you calm yourself down, you step back, you reattune, and at that particular time, it, it, if you look at your emotional nature and say, well, I'm, I'm not a- eager, I don't have that, I don't have that, <laughs> I have to get in in, but right. I, no, I have that calm, disciplined, impartial mindset again. I can go in and do it, but the thing is, you take the time to reattune. In the same way that you did in that morning where you spent some time getting your brain and your mind in tune with the markets because suddenly now you're seeing that there's been a jump 
and that your brain or your mind is not attuned to that yet. And boy, you walk into that, and you're walking into trouble. Right. R- Randy, people live with certain levels of anxiety. Now, yeah. how, how can one tell uh, when it's the market stimuli or themselves when they start trading or during the trading day? Okay. This, this I may get weird on you on this one, Eddie. First of all... <laughs> The normal set, the normal set for the human brain is anxiety. It has an enormous survival advantage. It has made us um, one of the most successful species the world's ever known. So it's it's wired into us is that we we literally our response to changes in the environment, changes challenges of uncertainty, is is by default a fear response. That's what we're trained, and if you happen to uh, have an appetite for risk, it's different. But the thing, the thing is, is what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I can alter my fear response. And you know, fundamentally, what's happening is information is coming into the sensorial thalamus region, and the traffic cop that that thalamus is is making a decision about whether or not that's a dangerous situation. And you go straight to fight flight or whether or not it's something that can be dealt with and you send it to the thinking brain. What you're doing is you're saying, I need to be able to cool that down and I need to be able to establish a very different – I need to get that traffic cop different tools that allow him to work with it from different perspectives. So what you're doing is when you're seeing anxiety, first of all, don't stuff it. Listen to it. And what you're, the very first thing you're going to be doing is calming it down. And it's understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, Randy, uh, someone just getting started right now in trading and in the markets, mm-hmm. what, what would be your best piece of advice? Um, start very small and do not believe that going from paper trading to live trading is the same animal. Is um, Paper trading truly trains you and how to use the knowledge when there's no risk involved. But as you move up, the the worst thing that I see is that people start trading with greater size than, um, than they ever should be is, uh, I like to see people when they move to, to trading is first of all, I mean, live trading is first of all, recognizing they're entering a completely different world than the paper trading they've been taught. Okay. And that it's a different world. And for them to accept that it's going to take a while for their fear response or their or their hunter response that you know jumping into trades is is going to be outsized and you keep your positions small. I like the micro lots where you know you're risking you know you can be risking fifty or hundred dollars rather than guys that I you know uh, I had a guy the other day that lost six thousand dollars and you know, we were talking and I, I said and. He just simply got into a situation. It sucked him in. He got excited. He thought he could do it, and he started giving trades more room, and he lost, he lost the mind that he needed to be able to manage. Right. And I look at it and go, and he's, he's a young, you know, he's a wealthy guy, but uh, the, the problem is is that he jumped in, and now we've got him traumatized, okay? And he has to, he has to calm that down, whereas if he started with real small lots – he would be learning all you want when you're first beginning it is you want the feel 
you want you want skin in the game and you want to feel the emotion you don't want to get you don't want to have so much risk because you know that you have not you have not had enough experience yet for for the brain to calm the fear down and to start saying yeah i can do this i can do this so you start small and then you you incrementally and i mean small incrementally get larger as you go along as you prove that you can handle one size before you get to the next size because that's right. the the main thing i see is they you know they get excited they do this and they don't know how to manage their emotions and they they start risking capital and they blow up capital right. one way or the other either by fear or or by way too much excitement in their system well that's like uh, you know when you're uh, poolside you know, some people jump right in. Some people test the water. Ooh. And uh, usually the ones that do test the water are not the ones uh, screaming, oh, my God, it's freezing. So it's it's like you're saying is, um, you know, take small steps uh, and keep your eyes open uh, as you are progressing forward, which is stress uh, inoculation. There's a word for it. Stress inoculation. And what you're doing is you're acclimating to one particular zone and getting the brain used to that particular that particular theater. And once you get that established where the brain is comfortable, where it becomes normal, familiar, and it's no longer jumping around and uh, just, you know, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's not new. Then you start preparing for the next one where you add, you add more, but you inoculate yourself as you move forward. And, and this is why I actually, I, I, when, when, traders want to size up this is the this is the exact thing that i do i use a stress inoculation understanding so we establish a baseline where they know what they they know what to expect of them say let's just say at one contract mm -hmm. and then they establish that and say okay now i've got that and i can reliably and consistently produce profits at one contract and i know that that's the hardest there's hard it's hard to manage risk with only one contract but then you add two, and at first what you will see is when they get to that new stress area, they start – their performance falls off. But what they're doing is they're anticipating that. They anticipate that their brain is, again, in their mind, is reestablishing normal, familiar, and it's going to take a little while for the excitement to roll down. And then it becomes familiar. You begin to operate in that. And then as you, as you work up, and most of the retail traders that I work with, you know, five contracts produces a pretty healthy income. And what you're doing is you're getting them up to a level where, and it, it may take, I look, it may take six months to get, to get that five to seven contracts. But at the same time, uh, you know, you say, oh, well, it takes too much time. We could be making money. Well, no, what you're doing is you're traumatizing your limbic system. And it remembers that, and suddenly you get this trauma type of stuff where you start seeing situations and you freeze, or you jump into stuff and you go, why would I doing that? Because you've set up limbic memory, and by stress inoculation, you're taking it slow and steady, and you're establishing control of yourself at one level before you go to the next level, and then you start working at that level. You set a new set of norms before you move on to the next level and yeah it right. may take you um it may take you more time than you wanted but what happens is that you you don't have an overstressed brain that flipped out on you you right. you you've, you've maintained you've maintained control 
And the best way of explaining it is it's very interesting is that in um, in freshman chemistry, they give the analogy of putting a frog into hot water. The very first thing is that frog jumps out. Yet if you put that frog into a cool pan of water and gradually heat the water up, that adaptation process, that stress inoculation process in the frog acclimates him to the increasing temperature and he cooks. Not that I want to cook frog on my hands, but <laughs> poor frog. Um, yeah, poor frog. But it just shows you that right. you're acclimating yourself to a changing environment, and that's the same thing as markets evolve. Right. You know, you're you're acclimating yourself, but you're doing it from an emotional intelligence standpoint rather than just knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, Randy, um, I, I want to thank you for being with us here today. And uh, hopefully this is just part one. I, I know that you've got much, much more uh, to share with everybody. Now, before you go, Randy, can you tell us where people can find you online? Online. Well, <clears throat> and you guys might want to put this. It's uh, www.mytraderstateofmind. That's all one word. Dot com, And what I'll say is there's lots of videos that are available. I have over 200 videos that are available. I have more than I can count articles that are there. So that there's a lot of reading and education that can be done before you start exploring, you know, how do I actually go about changing the way my brain engages uncertainty? Because that's, that's the name of the game. That That's what every trader is going to have to learn if they want to become consistently profitable traders. How do I adapt my brain to uncertainty so that it 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 performs rather than falls apart? All right, one more time on that website, Randy. Okay. www.mytraderstateofmind. And that would be two S's also. Okay. It's dot, just one. Dot com, correct? Yep. And if you type in Randy Howell, it'll also get you there. Okay. Well, Randy, once again, thank you very much for your knowledge and sharing um, fantastic information. Like I said, this is only part one. Uh, Randy, yeah. Randy has so much information, and I've learned uh, very well from uh, from the gentleman. So, Randy, uh, until we meet again, my friend, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Well, thank you very much, Eddie. I've had a I've had a great time working with you, and my hope is that people really listen to this stuff and say, "Man, I can produce the mind that can trade." And the answer is yes, you can. It's going to take some work, but you can do that. You got it. All right. Well, thanks, Randy, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, John. John, how'd you like that? I thought it was it was excellent uh you know one of the things that he one of the first things he mentioned is that uh, biology is against us in trading and you know i use that in a different way you know i learned it uh, kind of spoken a different way i usually say we're we're hardwired to basically not succeed at this so much of our brain is wired to uh the opposite of what we need to do as traders i thought that was an excellent point yeah, and it, it it's not the weekend wired that we talk about. No, no, not that. No, no, no. it's the it's the it's the actual chemistry of the brain, mm-hmm. the way the brain works. I think it's it's contrary to what makes a trader 
a good, successful, and, and sustainable trader. Right. He had a lot of points, too. I, I really like how he hit the point about our egos. We talk about that a lot. It always comes up. And we talked about what the best way to keep them limited and sometimes completely out of the equation. And, uh, you know, like, you know, we say all the time, uh, leave your ego at the door. You know, there's there's no room for an ego in trading. And uh, it, it's honestly hard to separate trading and egos each and every trade. Yeah, it's uh, ego is, is always a problem because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the marketplace. And if all we can hear in our own mind is how great we are, we can't hear what the market is telling us. We can't respond to that. So, you know, as far as ego is concerned, I think it's just very important before you sit down, before each trade, before anything you do in trading, be grateful, stay humble. And, uh, and you know, that's the only way really to kind of check your ego is to constantly work on making sure it's in check, being grateful for the opportunities and staying and trying to stay humble. Right. Well, humble. That's a key word. And, uh, you know. It's not easy, especially when no. when there's pressure involved. You know, right. uh, he talks about pressure, how it's a, a shadow in trading, and that is, you know, the pressure is another shadow. I mean, your ego can be a shadow. The pressure can be a a shadow. It, it's you know, it's a part of trading, and and you know, he talks a little bit about the best way to handle those things as they arise. He talked about pressure. He talked about discipline, uh, maintaining order under pressure. You, you know, John, there's times when you're in the market and there is no time at all to even think, let alone correct yourself and maintain discipline. Uh, you know, we've been in many of those situations. And um, here, too, in electronic trading, where the market's moving and you really don't have uh, time to react. You know firsthand being on the trading floor. What's your take on that? Well, uh, being in the trading on the trading floor, I think you learn pretty quickly um, to not put yourself in a position that you're not prepared to handle, uh, even if it's a, even if it's just a, a matter of changing from trading one to two contracts. You know, I remember the first time I got hit on a five lot, I completely lost control. I couldn't speak. I couldn't write it down. It it put me out of my process and that's one of the things Randy talks about is you know focus on process not performance and if you focus on the process you will keep yourself out of situations that you're not prepared for you mentioned volatility mm -hmm. if you don't have a process or a procedure for which to handle volatility you should probably stay out until you do right it's it's like uh you know um Let's just compare it to Little League. You know, you're taking, uh, you know, 50, 60, maybe 70-mile-an-hour pitches, and then uh, Little League are going up there and taking a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. It just doesn't work. No, no. And and really, it, it, it hurts more than it can help. It just instills a deeper fear of, you know, what we don't know right. in the market. It's it's one thing that uh, we teach here is build your confidence. And uh, not following those guidelines, you're going to blow your confidence because it would be so hard to get it back. Yeah, I've been playing baseball for a long time, and I'm, I'm still just using a T. I'm, I'm still in T-ball. <laughs> still in T-ball? still in T-ball. Uh, who's, who's that big guy playing T-ball? Oh, it's, it's Johnny Hoke. <laughs> All right. John, thanks so much for joining us today. 
And uh, all right, traders, as always, thank you for spending time with us. If you enjoyed this interview, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. It helps us reach new traders. And uh, John, once again, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Eddie. And thank you, Randy, for a great podcast. Thank you, Randy. All right, thanks for spending time with us. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Trade well. Bye-bye. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.